0: Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Brothers and sisters, you saw someone rise from the dead this morning before your very eyes. Very small is she, but you saw her rise from the dead. And from this point forward, her her entire life, as your life already, is a life where you are daily pushed to choose life and not death. To be a child of God and not a child of Satan. To honor and fear the Lord more than we honor or fear any other human being no matter how close and tight we may be with them. It's exactly what Moses told the people of Israel. Because He is their God and they are His people, no different than you are His people. And now we have another one, a part of the family of God. And He is our God. Jesus brings this point home very clearly in His Gospel reading when he speaks of the cost of discipleship. Discipleship meaning to be shaped as one of his followers. Every time you and I come here, every time we crack open our Bible and read it, every time we sup together as a family in our knit together in the one holy Christian and apostolic church, the Holy Spirit is working mightily like a fine technician within your person, continually bringing reconciliation to the life we live and the faith that we profess and believe to be true. He brings about this reconciliation to what comes out of our lips and what thoughts pass through our minds, between our ears, and what has been given unto us here. Because all of us know the disparity between the two. And all it takes is a reminder from someone we love or a pained look in their face when we realize I too am that person where it's not reconciled the way God has intended it to be. He desires us to be hearers of His Word. That is what we are about today, hearing His Word, so that the Spirit can continually bring this reconciliation to choosing life, and yet, in our life outside, we live a life that's always sometimes at disparity to what we've been baptized into. We are always learners, always students, always catechumens. For the public school kids, this week we began confirmation with Pastor downstairs in the parlor. But confirmation is not the end. Being a catechumen means you are a learner for life, a student for life, a disciple for life, sitting at the feet of the Master who proclaims to us, choose life, not death. Be His child, not an illegitimate child. A part of that is the three things that our Lord mentions in this Gospel reading. The cost of discipleship. The first is hating anyone or anything that keeps us or hinders us in our life in Christ. This is not speaking in terms of hating them in the mindset that you and I, from an emotive level, hate. That's sinful indeed, isn't it? He's really getting at love Him and what He brings to us more than we love anything else in this world or anyone else who is a part of our life. Loving him more than loving anything else. That is what he's getting at. In that first part of the text, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father, mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yea, even his own life cannot be my disciple. That's really what one of the reasons we're gathering together in those cottage meetings regularly, to lay out before us all this concept of being Christ's disciple. You and I witnessed the resurrection of the dead for Lorelei, and in that, she was brought into a new family, a family bound not by blood, except Christ's blood, but by water. And you've heard the old saying, blood is thicker than water. Water needs to be thicker than any blood of any human relationship in this world. Because there are a lot of things in this world that wish to pull us away. The sirens are out there, and they sing beautifully. And we love to hearken to their voice and not to the voice of the shepherd. Jesus made it very clear. His disciples, or one of his followers, said, Jesus, Jesus, your mother and brother and sisters are here. His mother Mary. Jesus says, You who listen to my word and do it are my mothers, my brothers, and my sisters. Our Lord Himself makes the delineation between the family of faith and any blood family. Most of us know not what it's like to grow up in a family where mother and father were not believers. And yet there are people who are a part of this family of faith here at St. Paul who I can assure you grew up in a family where mother and father were not a believer. And look upon their involvement in the church to be... Ridiculous and absurd. It is a great cost to be a part of this family. That may not be an issue in your life. and Maybe it is. Marriage, raising children, the challenges that you know and have already fought, many of you, know the great cost. The second thing that he mentions is a death sentence. The carrying of the cross. For those of you who love little factoids, this is the only place that the cross is mentioned, outside of Christ mentioning His need to carry the cross, is His disciples to carry the cross. It's a death sentence meaning a death to whom? Ourself, our desires. Choosing life, not death. And what an interesting paradox that to choose death really is choosing life in this world, but death in the end. Choosing life really means death to this world, but life in the end. Your mind that's been shaped by your faith, it says, that makes sense to me. But to the world, it's utter ridiculousness and absurdity. And yet to carry the cross means we are continually saying no to ourselves and yes to our Lord, and therein is a struggle and battle between flesh and spirit, between life and death. Finally, he talks about possessions being left behind. Possessions are those things that never stop singing your name and my name in this world. They don't have to be necessarily material possessions to be singing your and my name. They are all sorts of things that tie us into this world and to this very myopic view of this world and this life. For to do so and to yield to that leads to death. This leads to life. And it is a daily struggle. It is not one that we make once and we're good to go. It is a daily struggle. All of you know it. All of you have experienced it. All of you have felt its bite. All of you have nursed deeply at the great balm that God has given us as He receives us back. But in order for these three things to be driven home, Jesus gives three short, pithy parables. The first one, counting the cost to build. As you and I grow older, God willing, we can look back and say, you know, there were many things in my life, as I look back, that I was so enthralled with. And in the end, it left me very thirsty and hungry and not satisfied. We talked about that in Bible class. and it, We're studying the book of Ecclesiastes, and that's a reoccurring theme there. And the things that seem to be important to us in this life, how they get us all wrapped up, our pride, our ego, how we're viewed, what our stance is, how people perceive us. Again, worrying about these things, and not what our Lord thinks and perceives of us. Counting the cost to fight the battle. Brothers and sisters, you are not a solo lone ranger or Zorro in this fight against your flesh. If you think so, you will fall. You and I are bound up into a family, bound in that water in which we've just received another sister in Christ. And this family around which we gather here to eat at the family table says we are doing this as a body where we sit in the same pew next to people whom we know their faults and they know ours. And we're here. We're sitting with other hypocrites whose life is at variance with what they believe. And we're still here to be received again by the Father who has claimed us as His children. Finally, the last parable that He speaks of saltiness. The most encouragement that I continually receive is from someone who has far less hair than I do and far more wisdom and years than I do who reminds me, Mark, this life is not all that there is simply because you're a pastor, is not all that there is. Your health can be taken from you. Your wife can be taken from you. Your own mind can be taken from you. But the faith that God has given you, that is your saltiness. Know who you are and know what you are. Lorelei, you have been made salt in that gift, just as you and I have been made salt in that gift. That is who we are and what we are. And God is using us as salt in this world. And we will go to our grave wondering, did we do it enough? And God will say, well done, good and faithful servant. This life is a cruciformed life for you and me. This cross-bearing life. And there is one last important point that I do not want you to forget here, nor do I want you to misunderstand. Listen. Don't get wrapped up around yourself in all of this, as if your cost is of some great founding thing of your life in this world. Quit worrying about counting your cost because someone had to pay the cost of your discipleship. And he did so for you. That's what you and I are to fixate upon. We are already curved in enough upon ourselves. We don't need Satan's help to keep us curved in here. If you're wondering about counting the cost, he paid the cost. And he brings you the result of that cost the prize, and the gift. There's your saltiness. There's your battle won. There's the church built and will not be torn down. That Christ counted the cost and Christ paid the cost. So you don't have to. In the name of Him who has paid all for you, the salt. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds on Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.